Hello everyone and welcome to the Cricket Podcast, a week of highs and lows for the England team. Ross, how have you been? Marvellous mate, it's been an emotional roller coaster, but we're on the other side. Yeah, Max, how are you? Uh, still shaking. Still shaking or yeah. shaken? Shaking. Shaking. Why? It's just too much, I can't take it. You've got the same thing Angela Merkel has. Oh, harsh. No, he's just very scared. <laughs> uh, and Robin Hughes, how are you? Magnificent. Good. Um, this week on the Cricket Podcast, we'll be taking a look back at England's game against India yesterday. What a game it was. Yeah. Uh, and then we'll be having a look forward to England's game against New Zealand on Wednesday. The crunch. We'll be talking about the women's ashes, Ross. Yeah, just a little preview into what to expect. And doing a general roundup of other World Cup and cricketing news. Sundries. I love that word. Let's go with the show. So before we get into the crux of the show, Jack, let's go through the scores from the week. So uh, we left you last Monday. Um, we'd made some awful predictions about the England-Australia game. I didn't. Just want to point it out. Yeah, well, <laughs> we, we were deluded. Um, so how did that game go? Um, that, this was the low point of the World Cup, I think, for everyone involved. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Australia v England at Lords. Uh, England win the toss. It was a very green deck and, and bowler-friendly conditions. I think that's fair to say. Yeah. Uh, we managed to let them post two hundred eighty-five. Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, on, Lords, a, on a think a two hundred wicket. Like. Yeah, I mean, it was Lords. You know, fresh morning, green top, fast forward an hour, and Australia one hundred for none. Yeah, there was so many stats going on. So there's so many people now on Twitter who have almost like they've got themselves a nice bit of like data analytics software and they're going to say oh full shot percentages and all this kind of stuff England pretty much bowled as well as they possibly could have done without taking a wicket which is like the most England thing to do yeah it was it was quite England um, it was very it was encouraging watching them bowl and then it was that sort of match you say it became less encouraging <laughs> and then actually quite discouraging <laughs> uh, England in reply all out for 221 uh, didn't start well Nope. Then there was a the middle recovery, wasn't really. yeah, yeah, and then um, didn't Stark, well. <laughs> Stark did his thing. Yeah, everyone's everyone is really quite scared of Stark, which doesn't bode well for the Ashes, is it? Well, did you see that ball to to Stokesy? Yeah, it was, it was rather good. It was yeah. ball of the tournament. It was maybe the best ball I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> perhaps we, all, we yeah, perhaps we all got a bit confident, and it was a stark reminder of what's to oh, come later God, in the uh, already. Yeah. We're only there was a twenty five percent chance that, that I would make a pun at this point of the show. No, there was a twenty five percent chance that the, I think it was twenty three percent, so the highest percentage that, that that delivery would take a wicket. So they have a percentage oh, like expected wickets. Yeah, expected wicket based on the ball, and it's the highest one recorded at the World Cup. Yeah. Um, I, could, I, I think I'm surprised it's only 23% um, so on that same stat though uh, earlier in the innings obviously James Vince got us off to a flyer <laughs> every uh, ball of James Vince is at least 0.7 um, on the expected but the ball, wicket scale. the ball that got him out was a 20% so yeah, it was, well, it was, it was a good delivery yeah. um, it was a terrible shot it was t- dreadful I think a 20% chance of wicket ball to, to James Vince is 
It's pretty much nailed on, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, Jesus does need a better PR team. He? <laughs> <laughs> he needs a PR team. Yeah. I'm, I'm starting to feel a bit sorry for him because like people really piled on on Twitter. Yeah. After, uh, I mean, at the end of the day, he got a really good ball, <laughs> and everyone's still just like James Vince. Yeah. What, what are you? Why are you here? It's because people couldn't identify with Alex Hales. They can't identify with James Vince. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I can identify with James Vince. <laughs> what were your feelings after England lose to Australia? There was, a, there was an air of, kind of inevitability about it, I felt. Did you, I mean, did you think we were going to go out, though? Oh, yeah. yeah you thought it was Resigned, yeah. despondent. Rob? Desolate. Sad. I say, I say Australia. They found us out. So we predicted that Lyon would play. We did. Yeah, we got that right. And he bowled well. Um, we didn't predict that Berendorf would come in. No. And no, but he, he, did, was, he did play in the uh, the warm up game, didn't he? And he was and, and bowled very well. He so. was absolutely class. Yeah. I think. And I mean, England have. I'm not saying we've got an issue with left-handers, especially ahead of the game against New Zealand with kind of Bolt in the form he's in. But it does pose a bit of a question to England's batting lineup. Yeah, it does. Um, I. Went and made a bet on England winning the World Cup whilst they lost Australia. At 5-1, to one, wasn't it? A bit more than, and now I've laid it off. So it's profit, whatever happens. Well, yeah, there we are. Jack Hub's betting tips. <laughs> In hindsight. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, moving on move from on, that game. We'll move on from that disgrace. I mean, like, as a final note on it, though, there are a lot of Australians saying a lot of like uh, quite ill-founded things, uh, or making some ill-founded statements after the game about how... Uh, England were flat trap bullies and uh, they, they bottled their home tournament. More on that later, I think. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, it's just quite ironic that Australia you say you're flat track bullies. And, yeah. so, <laughs> obviously, you go over to there and expect and obviously bunch of burners, don't you? Yeah. Um, New Zealand v Pakistan the day after. Uh, New Zealand were. I mean, I don't. I mean, I've seen quite a lot of Pakistan this summer. Uh, Shaheen Afridi, I did not think had that in his locker. Yeah. He uh, he went full hull. Yeah, he did. It was, uh, that was a devastating spell. Was it six overs? He'd gone for uh, yeah. eight runs. Yeah, someone Taking put three wickets. Someone put up the or the the official ICC World Cup Twitter put up in emojis the uh, the ball the last like forty deliveries he delivered or something like that, and it was just like dot 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 one wicket dot 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 <laughs> wicket dot four <laughs> wicket. Um, He's a strange looking bloke though, Shahida Freely. He's got really, really small features in the middle of his face. It kind of looks like Buzz Lightyear or like American Dad. Have you ever seen those kind of yeah. cartoons? And I can't get it out of my head. It's really quite strange. But anyway, he's a very, very good player by the looks. Yeah, he's he's a, and let's not forget he's only 19, is it? Yeah, yeah. Um, so he did that. Then Jimmy Neesham sort of kind of rescued New Zealand. And then... Um, well, they were in a lot of bother. They were like 98 for, was it, five yeah. or six? And then him and Colin de Granholm had a good partnership. I mean, De Granholm's stock is rising a lot at this world. It is, yeah. I mean, look, I think he doesn't look much better than like a good dad. <laughs> <laughs> he even looks like a dad. <laughs> he probably is a dad, um, <laughs> but there is that bit too. But if you turned up and like you're playing against a good first team, and you're just like, oh yeah, he's been playing for us for years. <laughs> yeah. um, well, so he he did his thing. Um, a lot of people saying in New Zealand that they Nisham and De Granholm couldn't play in the same team together. The old Lampard Gerard conundrum but, uh, <laughs> that is so prevalent in games of cricket. Yeah, I, I think they, I think they showed them. And then Pakistan chasing uh, two hundred forty-one. So they chased it with six wickets in hand. Was wasn't easy though. Um, Santner was causing all sorts of bother. I think if they had a better spin on New Zealand, yeah. they may have managed to win the game. But Santner is essentially 
kind of another part timer. Yeah, but it was. Um, no, he was turning it. Big yeah, time. really. Turn was. and bounce. Yeah, probably quite heavily influenced their decision to play Soddy in the next game against Australia. Yeah, which went well. <laughs> um, first day, India flattened West Indies. Oh, I don't actually remember anything about that game. There's no, honestly, yeah. nobody was talking about <laughs> it. Like, West Indies, they started off so promisingly. Like, they played really well against England in the kind of tour there, and then coming to this World Cup, flattened just, Pakistan. Like, yeah, they destroyed Pakistan. And then out of nowhere, so like everything just disbanded. It was like everything was going so well. There yeah. were structures in place. They knew what they were doing. Andre Russell's knees fell apart. That was around that time, wasn't it? Yeah, I, I just and I mean, yeah, they've just it's all gone wrong. I mean, people have been leveling an accusation at England that they're a bit one-dimensional. I think the West Indies are the most one-dimensional team in in cricket. They'll, <laughs> they'll try some bouncers. If that doesn't work, they'll concede three hundred twenty runs. <laughs> <laughs> When they're batting, they'll all try and hit the ball, and if that works, they'll score 320. If not, they're bundled out. Yeah, the, like, uh... the kind of way I see it is that um, the many hours I've spent, or I used to spend in kind of the, in school, sitting there playing stick cricket, and that's what West Indies <laughs> don't think modern day ODIs is. Yeah, that's uh, interesting. Um, Sri Lanka then had a chance. If I think if they won their final three games, they would have qualified or could have qualified. Yeah. Uh, so they started that off um, by losing by nine wickets, South Africa. Yeah, already eliminated yeah, South Africa. Yeah. Uh, and I think that meant uh, that meant that prior to today's game, they were actually already out of the tournament. Yeah. yeah. Some wins thing. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. So if it's uh, so, they could still get the same number of points as England, but um, the. First resolution on equal points is done by the number of wins. Yeah. And because Sri Lanka had two games rained off, uh, yeah. we yeah. get they can't win those games. They can't win those games. Yeah. So we we would have we would have more wins than them, which is extremely hard. Um what's the second? What what happens? So there goes number of wins, then net run rate, then head to head, and then if it's all Imagine equal after net that, run rate how, I, yeah. <laughs> I suppose how many how many places. decimal points do we go to with the net run rate? <laughs> like, um, then finally, if you don't if it's not separated by head to head for whatever reason, um it's done on seedings. So actually England really well, we're not quite at the preview yet. We'll do the when we get to the preview we'll go into more detail, but a rain off on Wednesday between England and New Zealand would suit England. Yeah. That sounds a bit. Because Pakistan, like, would have to absolutely, like, they'd have to put like 600 runs against Bangladesh. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, because I think if England don't beat New Zealand, then they'll still be on. F- no, I think no, they'll they'll be if, if, you, if, if England tie with New Zealand or draw because of rain, they get the same amount of points and therefore they go through, both teams go through. Yeah. Anyway, we'll, we'll, we'll cover that in more detail in a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll do Saturday's games because this is where, these were crunch matches, weren't they? Absolutely. Uh, well, one of them was a crunch match. One of them was like a big grudge match. Afghanistan v Pakistan. Um, Afghanistan elected to bat first. Anyone Raised- surprised by that? Yes. <laughs> Everyone. I, I must admit, as much as I was a little bit surprised that we said kind of the World Cup preview is around Afghanistan, like causing trouble with the spinners, um, all that kind of stuff. I kind of think they would have been batted out the game by Pakistan. I think Pakistan are one of those teams actually batting first. They know how to play yeah. spin really well. And actually I thought it was one of their better decisions well, they in made. Their, in their defence they have tried chasing low scores a few times already and fallen short. And this well, the, they did beat Pakistan in a warm-up game. True. Chasing. But you could argue uh, that it doesn't matter what time of the game they bat at the moment, they're not going to win. <laughs> <laughs> the selection merry-go-round is Afghanistan. Anyway, they posted 227 for 9, and Pakistan were chasing it quite comfortably, and then they were going to lose. Yeah, P- Pakistan did a Pakistan. And then they were going to win, e- and then they won easily. 
Yeah, it was, it was very straight. So talk us through what happened. So with three overs to go, they uh, they needed like 30 to win, I think it was, or 35 to win. And Golbadin, the captain, so the much much chastised captain, decided, no, I've got a kind of an over from Majib left. I've got a couple from Rashid, or either which way around that is. Um, I could see out the game with a couple of spinners. He bought himself on. He did like a, like a Saturday captain whose ego is a bit too much for himself and kind of thought, this decision, this, this kind of moment needs leadership. Mm. And what people do need to realise is that leadership doesn't mean doing it yourself. <laughs> um, and he proceeded to go for 18 off the over. and Especially had, if you're terrible. Well, he, no, he's, he's not a bad bowler, but in that, in that scenario, he wasn't the right decision. <laughs> no. And unfortunately for him, it's just... It's really kind of know, almost summed up his World Cup as a captain. Uh, kind of poor decisions in the crunch times and actually just not performing when, he, when they needed him to perform. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, Pakistan proceeded to go on and win the game. Um, um, I won't buy into any of the conspiracy theories that a lot have been thrown around in the last few days. But, um, but You've got to remember this was before England's thumping win when we, we were like, we really need Afghanistan to do us a favour here. There's no way that the favourite team could possibly have fairly beaten the team that they were expected to beat. <laughs> yeah. people, it was people absolutely were, a stitch-up. Yeah, I think the term match-fixing must have gone through the roof when trending on Twitter after that game. But uh, yeah, Nevertheless, we move on, and it was to the crunch match at Lords between Australia and New Zealand. Uh, yeah, this in New Zealand, this was their first bite at the semi-final, or their second bite at the guaranteed semi-final place, Cherry, and uh, they missed a bite again. Yeah. Uh, they, they restricted Australia to 243, uh, including a good catch from Guptill. Cracking, yeah, cracking effort at Leg Gully. Yeah, they, they managed to, and the key there was cracking the opening partnership very early. So, um, Vin, uh, Vince, Vince is not average this, uh, <laughs> Finch, Finch, who I was trying to say, and Warner were averaging over 80 as an opening pair in this World Cup. Yeah. And they proceeded, they were, I think they were 35 for two. So, uh, that was, they, they must have thought game on. Yeah, I mean, I think they were, they, they probably did think that. Uh, Trent Bolt picked up his hat trick as well. Yeah, um, babyface assassin. And then they sort of just didn't chase the total. I don't know if that was a conscious decision to not chase it. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> it was, it was Roger and Carey, so Kowalski's... Or, or what happened there? Uh, no, I mean New Zealand here. Oh, yeah, so, no, no, yeah, no, no, so, yeah, so bowled out for 157, but never... Never really in the game. It was like... It was, is it one of those things? Like, it's like when England get set a relatively easy target. So, do in air quotes for those of you who are listening. Um, so <laughs> That'll be everyone. <laughs> um, but when England set a relatively small total, like in the mid two hundreds, which is now too, a small total, they kind of struggle. It's like they almost seem like, oh, we've won this already. Yeah. And I kind of feel that kind of mentality kind of sets in. But, 240? We're definitely yeah. going to chase that. I wouldn't be thinking that if I were New Zealand, though, because they've struggled with a few of those sorts of totals so far. This is, yeah, I think maybe they're just, their batting isn't quite up to the scratch of their bowling. Yeah, and I think it comes back to, on the preview, Jack, you highlighted that actually once Ross Taylor gets out, they, like, they, they, they're having to rely on someone to have like a fantastic game out of Latham, yeah. DeGrandholm and Nisham. And I mean, that, that can't happen every game. No, it can't. And it didn't there, and they lost. Uh... <laughs> Quite confident. Yeah, no, they really got battered. Uh, which leaves them in a bit of a precarious situation. Yeah, after such a strong start. Yeah, it's not, not necessarily nailed on. Uh, and then yesterday, we'll, we'll, get, we'll go into more detail right after this, but England beat India, um, scored 337. Bad, bad, India, bad game. India didn't chase it very well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and the basically, so that leaves the table, uh, as, as follows. 
we'll run through that quickly, mm-hmm. and then we'll, we'll have a general thoughts on the tournament so far. Yep. Uh, Australia top and qualified. India second, not qualified, but with two games to go. Uh, New Zealand third, also not qualified, obviously. Uh, England fourth, and then a couple of other teams that could make it. Pakistan, if they win their last game, although they've got quite a bad net run rate, so they would need to win that Handsomely. somewhat convincingly. Yeah, and Bangladesh. Or, or hope that England stuff it up. Yes, yeah. Uh, no, exactly. Or, and Bangladesh, who need to win their last two games and have a slightly healthier net run rate. But they are facing India, followed India, by Pakistan. Yeah. So, they're the big games, um, or they're, they're the team still in it. Uh, how do you think it's gone so far? Are you happy with cricket? I, th- I think um, if we touch on Bangladesh first out of that, I don't think they can be written off here. Like they've played really well in the World Cup. Um, Shakib Al-Hassan. Al-Hassan? Shakib, yeah. yeah. Just Shakib. Um, it's been fantastic. Their whole team feels like they're just about to deliver what's almost their, their potential. They're, they're a good side. They're definitely a good side. Uh, I, I don't, also, I don't think India are too special. So I don't think they'll be... And they have beaten India in one-day tournaments within the last few years yeah. so I think they I think they'll fancy their chances to win them um, if the ICC prepare a short boundary they're in real trouble <laughs> <laughs> yeah. if um, if you're interested in putting a bet on Bangladesh they are 250 to 1 we're, we're, we're not a best 250 to 1 to win the world not with me just saying I checked the odds today for to, to winners um, it's always quite close between the big three then New Zealand are like 9 mm. uh, Pakistan are 30 odd or something like that um, and Bangladesh are 250 to 1 which I think is like probably reasonable That's value. Long. <laughs> like, um, uh, anything else? Anything else? Well, I, just, like I, just think I, I just think out of those out of those two final games, I reckon Bangladesh have a really good chance. Um, but Pakistan, I mean, Max, didn't, there's a there's a weird parallel going on in Pakistan. Yeah, so I don't know if we mentioned it before that um, Pakistan's the the order of results from Pakistan's games have exactly mirrored. Mm. Um, 1992. Yeah, where they won it. Um, including the game that rained off. And there are a few more parallels as well. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. So, um, uh, in... They're 90... still they're wearing green. In 1992, the, uh, still in, in the most recent game, they're, uh, the opposite team's highest uh, scoring batsman scored 42 runs. And in 2019, the opposition's highest scoring batsman in the last game scored 42 runs. Huh. Shaheen Afridi took four wickets... Uh, as their highest uh, wicket taker uh, on the same day that he did uh, um, uh, the same not the same what was it uh, Wakar Yunus I think it was did in 1992 right yeah definitely comparable skill level yeah uh, <laughs> and um, Fakhar Zaman got a duck and Sahel got a duck in uh, 92 in the same man, game yeah. so, so if you're it's talking, nailed on I didn't so. know Fakhar Zaman had been playing like that <laughs> so um, if you believe in coincidence and Aladdin came out. The original Aladdin came out in 1992. And what's happened this year? Remake of Aladdin. Wow. The plot thickens. <laughs> Where's Aladdin <laughs> set? I don't know. I also think, I also think that um, New Zealand have had, they've had almost the rub of the green, almost. In the, in this well, they've been lucky. Yeah, there's, they've not... I mean, they've done what they've needed to do, but they had such a strong start. Yeah. And they're tailing away just when they need to be picking it up. It's a good sign for England, but at the same time... Uh, You've got to be very wary of them. I think mean, they've got some real match winners on that side. They have dropped Munro, though. Yeah. Um, anyway, that's the World Cup. We'll go into a bit more detail regarding the England games soon. In other cricket news, uh, Gary Balance watch. Only 23 runs. Only 23 though. runs. So that, that puts his... He was pending 
now he's probably back to penciled in yeah. to be England's son. He, 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 he sent Joe Root's wife like a very nice like bouquet of flowers or Did something, he? Just, just to keep the uh, relationship oh, right. going. He didn't really do that. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> uh, and there's a bit more around the, the cricketing world. Um, Ravi Ashwin, so our favourite second-hand car salesman. Your favourite second-hand car salesman. He's not my favourite second-hand car salesman. Who um, is your favourite second-hand car salesman? Boise. But he's playing... County cricket for Notts at the moment, so Nottinghamshire, and he picked up his first wicket today, bowling in tandem. Was it a mancad? It wasn't a mancad, no. <laughs> that would technically be a run out, Max. So. <laughs> yeah, all right. Um, but Max, you talked about the um, kind of the kind of idiosyncrasies of kind of mirrors in World Cup cricket. Yeah, um, I've got one as well around uh, kind of little fun fact. Out of the eleven World Cups so far, um, no edition has had the same four semi-finalists. Really. So you think about actually the consistency of kind of the eight or nine teams that actually play. Mm. There's never been the same four semi-finalists. That is quite surprising. Which I found quite interesting. Yeah. Is that because England very rarely make it? I mean, <laughs> not, not, to, not to say anything like that. I mean, Kenya did make it, didn't they? Kenya, uh, Kenya made. I think Kenya made one. And I also wanted to touch on um, Marcus Treskothic. So he's announced that he will retire at the end of the season. So not only did he score a staggering amount of runs and was. Uh, a big advocate for not really moving his feet that much yeah. and uh, smashing it all over the place. And he um, likes sausages, hence it named Banger. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's true. Um, uh, but, but I was just wanted to highlight that he's one of the first people to talk about mental health at a professional level. And I think that's an amazing thing to do. Um, but his even bigger achievement, I think, was actually being one of the first people to um, kneel at first slip as his body deteriorated. <laughs> there is no sight other than like, English county cricket than seeing a 40-year-old or 42-year-old man, however old is, uh, on his knees at second or first slip. Like, Does yeah. he take any catches? Yeah. yeah. yeah in that position? Yeah, because in the box, in the, in the old bread basket, he's fine. Yeah. But, um, he's, yeah, it'd be nice if in these final seasons Somerset won the title, wouldn't you say, Max? No. No. Why would you not say that? Because I was sorry to win. I was a sorry member. Yeah. <laughs> is that what you wanted? Is that the answer you were yeah, after? Yeah, it was. The, yeah, the gravy train that is sorry cricket. <laughs> right, should we put the brakes on this part and come back after the break? Sounds good. That's in the air. Should be taken. The World Cup Australia. When World Cups come around, you've got to play your best when it counts, and we've managed to do that. So before we talk about England-India, we will have a little chat about women's cricket. Yes, that's right, Max. So the Ashes starts tomorrow between England and Australia, um, and it's huge, as far as I'm concerned. What, so the Ashes are huge, or in terms of in terms of women's cricket, this is the highest ranked team, Australia, playing the second highest ranked team in England, and we've got the World T20 holders in Australia and the current ODI world champions in England. So it is. It, c- it couldn't be bigger in the context of it. Um, they operate using a point system. So they play three ODIs, one test game, and then three 2020s. Is that um, born out of Australian immigration systems or...? <laughs> Uh, I'm not. Uh, it's, I think it's just it's just make sure that 
Um, I don't know what the reason is behind it, other than actually trying to keep Test cricket as part of the complete package. So what was at risk that not a lot of Test cricket is actually played um, in the women's game. Um, I'm not actually sure why on that front. No one really knows. So it's, it's one of those things the ICC have kind of said, well, it, it may catch up, may not catch up, you know what their your weird wisdom they have. Um, but the point system works as this, that in the ODIs you get two points for a win and one point if you draw. Test cricket, it was six points for a win, so it was quite in the favour of winning the <laughs> test game. Um, and they kind of pulled that back, so it's only four points and for a win. How many tests are there? Just one. Just the one. Right. Said, but you can still think you need to win. You've got a lot of eggs in one basket. Yeah, you'd need to win like three ODIs or three T20s just to make up mm. one test victory. Um, and then the other T20s are two points. So I think it's going to be pretty good. Um, Heather Knight's team have won their last 14 games. So, uh, not bad. That's a good record, yeah. Um, but Meg Lanning's side, um, they are the holders. All they need to do is kind of draw and they've kind of retained the ashes. Um, there's some great players in there. Um, and uh, we will be bringing you updates each week as they go along. Tomorrow they start with their first ODI at Grace Road in Leicester. Um, come on, England. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah, we don't want an Aussie treble. No, no that would be terrible. terrible. Yeah. Well, we'll keep you updated, as Ross said, as the series progresses. Back to the World Cup, the Cricket Men's World Cup. Ross, uh, England played India yesterday. Do you want to talk us through... Uh, the memorable victory. Well, I just think it was it was a huge game, biggest game of the tournament so far for England. Um, if we would have lost, we would have been out pretty much. It would have been yeah, it would have been dire dire times. Um, what I did like about it was James Vince was dropped. I think that was a big plus point for us. Jason Roy was back. Um, <laughs> yeah, they answered the question of how fit does Jason Roy have to be to be picked. Yeah, not, he needs, he needs one leg. The answer is we need to bat first. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but just the swagger. Of Roy and Bairstow going to the crease, just that aura. They've both got something. Walking out of that, they're a complete different attack. It's just amazing. Yeah, I mean, I think the problem when you have Vince is that immediately the bowling team know they can target one of the batsmen. Yeah, like you, you can set a plan involves two slips and bowling <laughs> just outside all around off stump. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> and you can't do that with if you bowl three of the same deliveries to Bearstow or Roy, one of them's going for four. <laughs> you just can't, you can't do that. Um, yeah, yeah, with Vince, it's just like, well, he might get thirty, but we can deal with thirty. Yeah, <laughs> they're not worried about anything higher than that. Um, but from the off, but Roy and Bairstow looked assured. They played themselves in, took their time, and then just went kind of, I think, a ballistic. They was, it was measured hitting. It was pretty ballistic. I think the first five overs, I think Bairstow only played on a couple of times. There was, Boomerah was causing some problems. Shami Roy was, was out really well. Mm-hmm. Roy was out. Um, but I think overs 11 to 20, England scored 98. No other team in world cricket would do that. Yeah. Scored 98 after, first of all, they scored 50. It was the slowest 50 partnership ever back together. Mm-hmm. Backed up with 98 of the next. And, 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 and this was the thing. This is where, uh, so as you said, Bumra was fantastic. He was, he was good at the start. He was good at the end of the game. But Bairstow obviously had that siege mentality that he brought from the Jose Mourinho school, didn't he? He brought him yeah. himself. Yeah, exactly. Um, well, yeah, which, you were seeing just Michael Vaughan's face flying at the back um, <laughs> but he's done it before like Bairstow he clearly craves that pressure and there was people on kind of the TMS commentary and Vaughan on Twitter and etc and they were just like oh he's clearly just proving the pundits wrong but do it with the bat mate it was just like yeah 
Continue. <laughs> yeah. I, I wanted to be riled up every time with a point to prove. He played fantastically. Um, yeah, I don't often agree. We don't often agree with Michael Vaughan on this podcast, but I think he was probably right in like giving Bairstow an ear for because that comment he came out with um, about people just waiting for England to fail, that's bullshit. We want you to win. We're really excited about the World Cup. You're the best team in the world. Go out and show them. Don't like, go and lose to Sri Lanka and Pakistan. Please. I don't know. I mean, on the other hand, I do, like, we have more talking points on this show when England lose. England losing is good for this show. <laughs> um, sells newspapers, isn't yeah. it? It sells newspapers. Yeah. Um, carry on, Ross. Yeah. Um, so I think that the siege mentality clearly worked, but Roy's hitting just really set the tone. It took the pressure off Bearstow. Bearstow was allowed to kind of play his game and quickly accrued up to a ton, but Roy just to, was always facing the new bowler. So when um, Yadav and Chahal came on, yeah, they, it was not phased whatsoever. Oh my goodness! Some uh, of those sixes he hit off uh, Coldeep, um, yeah, were both. Like, the guy was visibly huge. <laughs> <laughs> like, both really good. Fetching balls from like two feet outside of stump and spanking them over mid wicket. It, it was beautiful. Yeah, and it, it, was, it was the foot movement was fantastic. He beat Bearstow a couple of times, but it didn't matter. There's they were going at like front of eighteen and over whatever it was ridiculous. Um, and then there was the breakthrough, um, but Root came in and he nerdled it around, didn't he, really? There was a, there was a bit where England it, only hit 25 down. runs in eight overs or something. It did slow down. I think Bairstow as well was absolutely flying until Root was in. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, I don't know. It's, it's like, it's, it's, it's a bit mental. It's like um, his bromance was gone with Roy. And he was just yeah. like, oh no, I've got, <laughs> I've got to build this new, new relationship with Joe Root. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, it was a bit like that. Yeah, I've been, I've been dumped. Um, <laughs> but it, it didn't matter. England still posted a good total thanks to Ben Stokes. Kind of the impetus um, was kind of put into the last few overs. But what was astounding was Jadeja's catch to dismiss Roy. It was good, wasn't it? So it was a on, cracker. Uh, Jadeja is one of the best fielders in world cricket. And there was a little bit on Twitter around the fact that Jason Roy didn't come out to field in the second innings of uh, of the game. So Roy's obviously got a hamstring injury. A hamstring he got injury on that. That's on hand, didn't he? Yeah, well, that's what that was the official. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, just, I can't, can't feel with that hand. <laughs> can't feel with that hand. Um, but Jadeja, so the India fans were kind of saying, "Well, how's that fair? How is it fair that Jason Roy can just sit out? He can go hit his runs. I mean, he only got sixty odd, but it was." Done quickly enough and done with enough kind of uh, violence. Better than 30 or 30. Correct. Um, but I, th- I mean, do you have a problem with that? Like, if, if England really wanted to use that rule and abuse that rule, they would have picked Chris Jordan in the squad. I think, well, I, I mean, my opinion on this, and I've said this to you guys, is that Jadeja is not India's third best option in the spin department. That's Ashwin, I think, comfortably. And Ashwin's probably a slightly better batsman. But Jadeja is so good in field. He's probably the world's best fielder, I think, well, from what I've seen. It de- uh, at least definitely in the top three. Uh, he's so, and he's so useful in, in that respect that uh, they picked him for yeah. that. And he's fielded quite a lot for a sub, hasn't he? He's been on the pitch. <laughs> I, I, he's been on the pitch a crazy amount. 
It's like any time anybody like... Basically, what happened, uh, K.O. Rahul tried to take that catch uh, long on. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, yeah. And fell on land his, on his fell ass. Fell on his ass. yeah. And then went off with a sore ass for the next 40 years. <laughs> oh, was that, was, that the, uh, was that the six that Jason Roy hit that yeah. uh, sailed about three yards over K.O. Rahul's head? And um, Sir Ganguly says, uh, oh, well, you know, it's England's day. Well, yeah, while we're on the topic of that, the commentary was... was Absolutely preposterous. <laughs> um, Partisan. Like, Saurav Ganguly was openly supporting India for like massive portions of the game. <laughs> uh, I mean, there's a few quotes. Um, Jason Roy, I don't know, it might have been Bairstow, went down the ground, knocked it over long on, and uh, Ganguly shouted, Is this the moment? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, it's not. It looks <laughs> like that kind of day for then England. He corrected himself. Once it went for six, he was like, Oh, it's the moment for England, all right. <laughs> um, I, I really enjoyed uh, when uh, a full toss was bowled, and he was just like, he was just like a little bit full. <laughs> it was just like, hmm. it was, yeah, it was about knee height, wasn't it? But I just there, there is that bit. But I don't, I don't have a problem with the kind of bias commentary. If I'm perfectly honest, I almost enjoy it a little bit more, especially if they've got say contrasting. Like Michael Atherton was sitting there just winding Gagui up. <laughs> yeah. He literally was just toying with it. Yeah, no, it was, it was, it was good stuff. And it, uh, it, it, like it, just keep asking opinions on that. Ah, oh, so what do you think of Cold Deep's bowling so far? <laughs> <laughs> Three over thirty two for none. <laughs> <laughs> and then, there was a bit where um, Bearstow picked, like, picked up Jahal from outside off stump and launched him for six. Like went, went to the leg side boundary, and uh, yeah, he's just coming. It's that kind of day for England, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. The kind just, of day where you hit a bunch of sixes, yeah. you're smashing around. Um, but what what was good is when England came out to bowl. They, they seemed a bit they had a, a bit more of a balanced attack. So I mean, Moe and Ali. I mean, we've talked about it on the show before, just hasn't really been performing. So Liam Plunkett came back into the side. And just again, there was a bit more confidence there. Yeah, I'm not sure if I'm over-reading it. Well, I mean, it's, I'm, it's I'm a big fan of it, isn't he? you got um, our Lord and Saviour, Liam Plunkett. They bowled really well. And I think India as well, they didn't They didn't have a plan, did they? Well, they have 28 off the first 10 overs or something like that, chasing yeah. 340. It's, it's not a great start. It's, it's, you've lost the game almost immediately there. It doesn't matter that you've still got to, like, ten wickets in hands or nine wickets yeah. in hands. They started quite bizarrely yeah. with 28 or 10, and they ended quite bizarrely as well. <laughs> yeah. Scoring 39 off the last five overs or something. Yeah, with five wickets in the <clears> bank, <throat> it's... Um... But, but this is the thing for me. I don't think that England's bowlers actually got enough credit out of this. A lot of it was about kind of India not batting properly. And actually, like, as much as it could be a part of that, Chris Wokes, probably one of the best opening spells you're going to get in an ODI. Yeah, no, it was good. It was good. And we picked up wickets at key points. I mean, Rohit Sharma was dropped by Joe Root. And oh, it was a sitter. Was, it was. <laughs> it was, it a, was sitter. a dolly. And, uh, but I mean, it was costly. Ultimately, I went for a, what, another hundred runs after that and really put the kind of pressure Rohit on Rohit Sharma must have scored an unbelievable number of runs after being dropped in this tournament. Yeah, South Africa went down three times. And it's like, <laughs> that's the sign of a good player, isn't it? Kind of <laughs> capitalise. Yeah, Don't let catch it in. Um, but Joffrey Archibald well again Wood not so well was a little bit expensive actually going in it um, I'm not and when it comes to Plunkett really did save save the day he just does it doesn't he every time and so many people were just like you can't pick him for the World Cup can't pick him with David Willey's got to come in left hander I, think I don't I, know who you mean Ross. I may I even have been on the, on the Plunkett out bandwagon but like you know you don't you don't miss it till it's gone like a faithful dog <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, he bowls himself. <laughs> yeah. Come on, boy. Um, he bowls a four wide one out, outside on stump. Cody nicks it. Hero. Um, what I will say is that Jason Roy obviously didn't field, as we already mentioned, but James Vince was on the field. Took two good catches. He dismissed Coley at uh, backward point. Yep. Good, tough place to field. You put your best fielders there typically. And you know what? He took a really good catch there. And then he dropped one him. against Australia though, didn't he? Cracking effort. <laughs> uh, harsh critics on this show. Um, but ultimately, a really solid win. In the last 15 overs of Indy's innings, I had no idea what was really going on. So I was sitting there listening to TMS on the train back from Leeds and I mean, everyone was just confused at kind of their approach. Like Pandia came out and was doing, it was doing a good job. Pantomime around. I mean, yeah. pantomime as we're, as our IDL faithful. It was definitely pantomime. He was doing all sorts of nonsense. He was lucky. <laughs> the ball went up in the air and safe so many times. I think, uh, it was quite Robert Sharma literally took both of his hands, put them on the shoulders of Pant and was just like, calm, calm down. down. <laughs> <laughs> and what other thing does that happen? Uh, Wokes took a fantastic diving catch. That was great, yeah. Inches in the boundary. And kind of no emotion after that, which I think like, everyone says that Wokes is the, one of the nicest men in cricket and he was stone cold killer in that, in that moment, <laughs> which I really liked. Um, but when Dhoni came in, um, after Pant was dismissed by that catch, I mean, there were certain people going, oh, Dhoni the finisher, he's coming in and we're, England are in trouble now. Are you saying, oh, is it me or has Dhoni never really done it in England? I might be, I might have completely made that up. So, I know, someone go on the ESPN Cricket Info and tweet into the show, at the Cricket Pod. Um, let's, let me know. But I can't remember him ever doing anything that significant in England. I know he's absolutely idolised by Indian fans. They're giving him bigger cheers than Kohli. And I find that absolutely fucking baffling. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't, I've just never rated him. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe I've just missed it. Well, I, think, like, I think the, uh, in IPL cricket, he's, a huge asset. Like, I, think, I know he's a massive star. And, you know, he hit that six to win in the World Cup, didn't he? Mm. In 2011. Yeah, kind of came in, pushed, pushed himself up the order. That wasn't all he did. He did, he did a bit more than that. Yeah, but <laughs> he, he did hit a six to finish the game. But there is that um, bit where he's almost in the squad because of his experience. Like he wouldn't be able to field anywhere else other than being a wicketkeeper. Like yeah. his body would not allow that to happen. Like I'm not saying that Pant is a better wicketkeeper, but he's younger, more athletic. <laughs> He might yeah. well be. Um, but there's definitely a case to say that Dhoni, your time's up, mate. So I've, yeah, I've heard from some India fans that there's a theory going around. So two, there was two conspiracy theories. One, the India-Pakistan conspiracy theory, which I think we can discount, uh, that India blew the game on purpose to make it harder for Pakistan to qualify. <laughs> yeah, I mean, bearing in mind, <laughs> India aren't definitely qualified <laughs> yeah. anyway. Um, it's, it's quite a bold, bold move. But there's another one, and I can kind of believe this, that, um, Dhoni is because he's on his like last legs as a as a player. He's doing a little bit to just sort of pad his stats in his last few games, making sure he picks up some not outs, like, <laughs> scores some runs, and like batsmen do that sort of weird thing, don't they? I mean, like if you see a batsman going in a in a one day game when they get near to a hundred, you'll suddenly they'll go from blasting the ball left, right, and centre. I'll oh, just take the single here, take the single <laughs> there, take all the momentum out of the game. That does happen. That, that definitely happened in a Pakistan v England game in uh, the bilateral series. Yeah, they went Babar hit that ton. Yeah, yeah, they slowed right down, um, so <clears> they. Could get their tons and lost the game because of it. <laughs> maybe, maybe that's what Dhoni's doing. Potentially. Um, on, on the subject of that conspiracy theory, so around you know, the Pakistan India kind of rivalry, going, yeah, India lost on purpose. 
Um, Wakar Yunus came out and kind of questioned the sportsmanship <laughs> of a few champions, got tested and they failed badly, is what he, he was saying. Um, this is the same uh, same person who went batting with Wazim Akram, said, Kumble has got nine wickets and me and Wakar were batting at the crease. Wakar came to me and said, how about getting run out so that Kumble <laughs> does not get his tenth wicket? So uh, that's from uh, Pakistan's specialist uh, Dennis on uh, uh, Yeah, uh, and that's amazing. Did you see uh, the, his other tweet? Um, this is the first. This is a unique event. It's the first time since 1947 that everybody in Pakistan, Bangladesh, India, and Sri Lanka have been on the same side <laughs> um, prior to the England game. Obviously, there were repercussions for, for the various nations. <laughs> but it was a fantastic game. And I think that, although it was ruined a little bit at the end by Dhoni, um, it sets up what will be a fantastic semi-final or a final. So I think there's, um, yeah, maybe. I mean, there's, there's some quotes, just to finish this off. There's, there's some quotes from Cody, because after the game, he wasn't happy. No, we, we definitely, we need to talk about <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Do you want to hear, this needs like, addressing. <laughs> do you want to, I'll just read out. Yeah, read it out. Yeah. Uh, Cody said, the toss was vital, especially since the boundary was that short. The shortest you can have. Was the toss vital? I mean, the, both teams are going to play for it. As far as I'm aware, they don't move the boundary. <laughs> but, you know, that's Coley being Coley. Uh, it is bizarre on a flat pitch. It is crazy things fall in place randomly. <laughs> if, a bat, if batsmen are able to reverse sweep you for six on a 59-metre boundary, there is not much you can do as a spinner. One side was 82 metres. They had to be a bit smart at the lines they bowled. But you can't do much with that short boundary. Um, uh, well, I can tell you who can do much: the England bowlers yeah. who conceded one six yeah. in the last over. Yeah, no, it's... if it's that easy to, as like you said, Ross, if it's that easy to reverse sweep the spinners for six, uh, where were your reverse sweeps for six? Yeah, imagine, imagine <laughs> saying that in a coin and going, "Yeah, well, if it's that easy just to reverse sweep someone for a sixty meters six." <laughs> How is that a point? Like that is not. Uh, uh, Coley is clearly one of the best players ever to play cricket, but that is ludicrous. His captaincy isn't as good as people think it is. Um, my big thing is that the boundaries were the same size for both teams. England hit thirteen sixes. India hit one. Yeah. yeah. Um, the ICC regulations allow for fifty nine meters to be the shortest, and they set the boundary. And yeah, England don't have. That's that's a common misconception that we start. We touched upon in the World Cup preview show that the ICC set not only the schedule of the games so they thought it was a conspiracy that England were playing against India at Edgebaston for one but two that um, the pitches are prepared by the ICC as well and then the third thing is that the dimensions of the of the ground need to be as big as they can so very strange um, ultimately I think Cody was angry <laughs> because, because they lost because he lost but it was poor selection by India. Well, I think they've was... only selected three batsmen for the whole tournament. <laughs> when two of them are out, they can't post a reasonable score or chase a reasonable score. <laughs> well, that's that's what's happening. Yeah. They don't have they they don't have four batsmen. Who bats four for them? They've had three different players bat four. Very true. Well, Pam yeah. came in four, didn't he? Yeah, so Pam's coming for. Um, what's the, the bloke uh, who bowled that? Oh, it's, it's Shankar. VJ Shankar. No, he just broke his toe. Yeah. He, <laughs> he he's batted four, and, and um, in the first game, didn't they send Donny at four or something like that? It was, so, it was, yeah, it was weird. But what, what, maybe what, not Donny, but it's just not quite the. Um, it's not clicking for them, is it? They've, they have called up um, Agawa, who uh, averages eighty-eight in England, so which is pretty good. Um, yeah. But you wonder, kind of, 
why wasn't he picked <laughs> in the first place? Yeah. Um, but I think it was all a classic kind of uh, smoke and mirrors thing from Cody around it. It was ultimately the Mourinho. He's the Mourinho. It's, a, it's an absolutely yeah. hilarious point to make. <laughs> it was, it was, it was a it's so point. unfair that the other team playing under the same conditions why as us and made better use of them. We're famously incapable of hitting the ball 60 metres. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, got, they got outplayed, um, but it doesn't write India off the tournament. That's, that's what they, it's, no. always, it's always doom and gloom, but it's... It's still a huge moment for India. They have to win one more game and they're fine. Yeah, they um, probably don't even have to do that. Yeah, and ultimately, I've got a better run rate than net run rate than New Zealand on the same number of points. And if England beat New Zealand on the last day, then they're fine. Yeah, I mean, India versus England will be a fantastic final. Not only because of the two teams who are going to play there because of the quality of the teams, but also because Australia won't be in it. <laughs> yeah. um, final point, and then we'll move on to the to preview in the next game yep. uh, on England's march to inevitable triumph. <laughs> it does, I think, show that maybe England... Uh, there's a lot of people, and it was mainly Australians, uh, saying that England are massive flat-track bullies, because that wasn't a really, really easy pitch to bet on. Both teams struggled at points, mm-hmm. uh, and England still posted 334. Yeah, I thought. I, thought I, I don't think there's any other team in the world that could have posted 334 on that pitch. The second best team in the world didn't get near it chasing. They yeah, were basically batting for their uh, net run rate by the end of it. Yeah, and you, you saw how difficult it was for people to come in yeah. and bat. Like, Joe Root has been fant- in, he's in a purple patch of form. People shouldn't forget that. He said so many runs in this World Cup. I think, it's the, I think he's in the top four for the most runs scored, maybe, maybe so, five yeah. now. Um, but then Stokes, he's a, he's a game winner for England. Yeah. Like, I mean, as much he's as people don't particularly on. like him. He's uh, he's very very good. He's had a good tournament. Uh, but okay, that is India versus England. Uh, we look forward to them playing each other in the final. It's going to be a good final. We've now got a huge game on Wednesday coming up where England play against New Zealand. Um, but before that, let's have one of Rob's fantastic jingles. South Africa have made a real mess of this. And Donald Trump and Australia are in the final. The match has been tied. What a mix up! Unbelievable! How on earth did South Africa make a mess of that? Darcy has been given a message of two to nine. Welcome back. Um, before we move on towards England v New Zealand, the crunch match, the de facto quarterfinal. We should let you know how to get in contact with us. You can find us on Twitter or Instagram at the Cricket Pod, or if you want to drop us an email, thecricketpod at gmail. Yeah, thank you very much for sending in your pictures around the country. Um, we've loved some of the grounds we've been playing at. So uh, there was a couple of people on tour this week. We also got a picture in from Kew Garden Cricket. So keep it coming in. It'll yeah. be posted up on the uh, on our show. And Paul Griffith's tour of Dorset, I think, was. The, the, I think it's been an international bestseller. <laughs> Ah, yeah, that was I, I mean, I, I hope he's. I hope he's GoPro. Paul Griffiths on tour. Yeah, the I, world according to Paul, the world according to Paul Griffiths. Yeah, I hope he's yeah. GoPro'd every single thing. <laughs> That's right. Smash hit YouTube series. Um, no, so, really good. But yeah, thanks for getting in touch with the show. It's always very welcomed. Um, England versus New Zealand. We'll find out on Wednesday, the third of July, whether we can make it through to the knockout stages for definite. Well, we so, have made it through. Well, yeah. yeah. So clear your schedule. It's going to be a big one. Uh, I myself will be uh, in Fuerteventura, trying to get away with watching cricket on my phone while I'm on holiday with my girlfriend and her family. 
Uh, so wish me, yeah, wish me luck. If you need to leave one day off in that situation. Yeah, if, if you can't get away with that, if you can't be just like, do you know what, love? I need a second. <laughs> Team building. I think saying will... love might be a problem. <laughs> <laughs> That's the really cool set, isn't it? It's who can build the best sandcastle day, Max? Why? <laughs> oh yeah, I've, I've built a, uh, a pub with Sky Sports on TV. I tell you what, I'll do, Busy. I'll bury you, and you can just be ahead. And if you can't move, then oh no, what, what's wrong with that? That sounds uh, really sinister. <laughs> <laughs> Moving swiftly on. Uh, so New Zealand will be going into the game on 11 points, England on 10. Uh, so Pakistan are hot on the tails with 9, and they've got one game left against Bangladesh. Yep. Bangladesh are on 7 points with two games left against India and Pakistan. So uh, just to check here, um, Pakistan v Bangladesh could be like a shootout game. It could, yeah. Or so if England play India, in other yeah. words, Bangladesh play India before Pakistan. Yeah. So if England lose and Bangladesh beat India, then Bangladesh Pakistan is um, oh, that's tasty. pretty tasty. Um, England. It's a tie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, England will be through with a win. Uh, New Zealand aren't technically safe, uh, but they've got a much better net run rate than uh, Pakistan and but well and Bangladesh. Um, but if England win heavily, they could be in a spot of other. I would be amazed if we win really heavily. I think it's going to be... I think it's going to be a tight game. Yeah. So, uh, New Zealand... Where are we um, playing? Sorry, Max. It's uh, Chesler Street. It's a Chesler Street. Ooh, yeah. Durham. Big big boundaries. Big boundaries. Apparently the pitch... Well, that's not going to suit England, is it? Was it? It was today's game at uh, Chesler Street. Uh, I believe it was, yeah. Yeah, and that looked tasty for, for a bat. I mean, Sri Lanka's got 340. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, Sri Lanka. Yeah, Angelo Matthews came on, took a wicket, so to Grand Homes in for an absolute treat. Yeah. Sri Lanka seem to have uh, hit some form just at the perfect time uh, when they're uh, officially out of the tournament. Well, it's, it's that whole thing, they're playing with a bit of freedom now, aren't they? Yeah. It's almost like no one told them that they were. <laughs> well, what I did like, though, was uh, Karuna Ratner brought himself on to bowl today, so to, taking a leaf out of our goal Did it, yeah. Uh, but it wasn't anyway. quite as disastrous. Carry on, Matt. More preview, please. So, New Zealand, uh, their bowling attack is pretty good. Um, pace wise <laughs> that's the battle you've got for us <laughs> uh, that is high quality insight <laughs> oh yeah they've got Bolt who bowls at 89 mile an hour in swinging Yorkers uh, who took a hat trick in the last game yep. they've got Lockie Ferguson who bowls what 93 94 miles an hour so yeah. far so Lockie Ferguson's taken 17 wickets so far and, but being, and Bolt's taken 13 and I think uh, Lockie's been the fastest bowler consistently over the World Cup yeah so <laughs> Not a bad pair. Not a bad pair. Um, but England uh, have got Joffre Archer, who's taken 16 wickets. Very true. And Mark Wood, who's also taken 13 wickets, and both bowl 90 plus. Yeah, I think they make, so, up, they make up the top three, potentially, other than Stark. Um, so actually, uh, as far as the bowling goes, you know, both teams' uh, star players are performing fairly fairly close to each other. Mm-hmm. I think it's the batting where it's going to be set apart, because uh, New Zealand have only got Kane Williamson in the top 10 run scorers at the moment. Um Brilliant as he is. Yeah. Uh, well, England, it comes to Guptill hasn't really kicked on at all. Like, he's, right. been a, he's been a huge asset for New Zealand over the last few years. And Munro was obviously his bat, batting partner in crime, and they thought, do you know what, we need to change. They've brought in Nichols at the top. Um, there's some runs in that New Zealand team. And Ross Taylor loves to score runs against England. Mm. Um, but what, what Australia proved is if you can get in Kane Williams as possible then there's real danger to be because they don't have too much. 
I don't I mean, think they're a team capable of scoring over 200. They've struggled. They've definitely struggled with their with their run chases. and their, uh, So, I mean, Austra- against Australia, they were bowled up 150-odd, chasing not that much. Mm-hmm. They really struggled against Bangladesh to overcome, you know, was it two, 240-ish? I think 234 or something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, they didn't post a huge score against uh, Pakistan and, well, lost. Uh, New, Ze- uh, New Zealand West Indies was a tight game. Uh, Brathwaite nearly nearly did it at the end. The only team they've comfortably beaten is Afghanistan. Even South Africa took them close yeah. to the last yeah. over. Um, so, I mean, they've won games, but they've been close and not been against teams that have been particularly good. They've come up against Australia and come unstuck. And to be honest, they're quite lucky that their game against India was rained off because if they hadn't got the point yes. from that, let's say they lost that game mm-hmm. and they didn't have the point from that, then they're in just as perilous situation as England. Oh, I completely agree. And I think that um, a big part of their game is fielding. Now, in the rankings for the most fielders or the most runs saved, for example, I think they've got four of the top ten in there. Um, they are a quality outfit in that department. And in the crutch moments, like Bolt proved it against Bathway. Uh, yep. That was a difficult ch- chance at that boundary to not kind of run over anything like that. They are quality cricketers. And there's one thing about the Kiwis, they are ridiculously competitive. And I think it's going to be, it'll be one of the best games of the tournament. England, England New Zealand's often a good one, isn't it? England, it's often a cracker. Yeah, it could be, yeah, but England need to bat first. Aren't they one of the few teams to have not lost a bilateral, or all of their bilateral series games to England in the last four years? Do they tie once well, in New Zealand, I think? West Indies obviously got a tie. I think New yeah. Zealand are, the other, are one of the other teams to have tied. Um, with England in one day cricket, so they like they're not they're no mugs. No, they are no mugs. They are no mugs. But we just have to hope that their uh, that the form the form guide is going in the right direction for England, having just bounced back against India, New Zealand on a bit of a bad run after Pakistan and um, and Australia. So I've got I've got a question for you. Um, do do England stick with the same team? Well, that is a very good question. I think or, it's going to come down to James Vince. <laughs> <laughs> I think Gary Balance is going to be parachuted into the side. So it's, it's, uh, give Liam Dawson a I, run out. You can't so you can get his winners medal. You can't. You can't drop Liam Plunkett. Yeah, but the he, only team we've beaten without him is Afghanistan. True, but is, is Plunkett the one who goes? So Wood didn't bowl very well. Obviously, injury. I think your team does keep the band together. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I think so. Back I think. It, yeah. Yeah, I, I also, I g- think the the what New Zealand are actually quite good at is knocking spinners around. Well, um, they are good at. Yeah, they, that's the one like facet of their batting that's pretty impressive. Is the way they play against spin. They score fairly consistently, fairly risk free. They struggle against think, Pakistan a little bit against the old spinners. Yeah, but that was on like the world's most unplayable. Depth, I mean, yeah, <laughs> San- yeah. Sandler was racking it square. Yeah, Sandler was spinning the ball past <laughs> No, you didn't even have the, have the second bit of that sentence. Santa was spinning. The ball. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Santa's going to proceed to take six for now. Um, I, I don't know what they. Well, I mean, like, apart from Williamson and Taylor, I'm not sure. So I think this, like, and I'm fairly sure this is borne out with like actual stats and stuff. Uh, <laughs> but you haven't got I'm, any. To, I'm fairly sure. You got any to statistically give us. But you've got. So they have. They literally do have four batsmen, and then they've got the Grandholm in at five. Um, Who's played Nisham, really well so far? Nisham in at six. Has also played seven, really well. Like no, no, it's, it's well because it's well, Latham. Oh, Latham. Sorry. Yeah, who's um, averaging about like one? 
Yeah, he's had a really poor. Yes, yeah, so what I'm saying, it, like, or what happens it, is that against like top quality fast bowling, all rounders fare like significantly worse. Yeah, than they do against medium fast spin bowling. Or spin bowling. I mean, like, if the if the option is to have Moe Ali, who is like a pretty bang average one day spinner, decent test spinner, but a pretty bang average one day spinner. Or Plunkett, who's a far above average pace bowler. Um, I think against that batting lineup, it's a no-brainer. And also, it also comes into play that Plunkett can actually play the short ball. So mm. Plunkett, Plunkett's batting down the order as much yeah. as it's not revered. He can hit it a long he, way. He's uh, he's not too bad against the short ball. Mor- yeah. Morgan, on the other hand, struggling at the moment with a short ball. That is interesting. I yeah, I think Ferguson will be licking. So you saying are you saying that. drop Morgan and pay Vince? <laughs> no, I'm not, <laughs> no, I'm not suggesting that. I'm just, I'm just suggesting that this game is so good because of the different matchups of team the players. There are so many different competitions out there that it's going to be absolutely fascinating. Yeah, I think you got Bolt. I mean, if England's batting lineup, you've got Bolt bowling left arm over to. Roy and Bairstow and if there's any weakness you can like pin on those two it's the ball coming back in yeah to hit the stumps well like, Berendorf yeah. and Stark both made England look a little bit silly both of them are are in trouble to that ball so they'll have to bat well and Bolt will have to bowl well for New Zealand to win uh, then you've got like Root coming in as your England he's essentially England's insurance policy isn't he yeah uh, whether that pays off or or not is interesting. Root probably outmatches all of the uh, West, uh, the New Zealand bowlers. Then you go down the order. You've got Ferguson bowling to uh, Morgan. What's Ferguson's best ball? It's a pretty nasty bouncer. Yeah. yeah. What's, what's followed Morgan's... by followed by a very nasty Yorker. <laughs> what's Morgan's problem? Can't play him. Yeah, how's Stokes been now? He's been Yorked a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. I think what, what is the saviour though is that De Grandhomme has the best economy rate in the tournament so far. Following his medium pace, he will get Eng- England torn to shreds. Let's think, he bowls against the chance. Well, let's think, De Grandhomme has played against yeah. the batsmen who are five, six, seven, eight. Nasu's bowled against, and they're just like, oh, we don't know how to play this. Also, De Grandhomme plays T20 in England. Does so, play, they will, they'll have seen him and they know what he's like. But well, people also, also forget that England have grown up playing against Mito places <laughs> like that. We picked Collingwood for 10 years. That's, he could do that. that's, that's the reverse of that matchup is that Jimmy Neesham, Santner and the Grand, the Grand will have to bowl 20 of their overs. Yeah, they need to have the game of their lives. Um, and then if you flip it round, um, England, like, Wokes is going to have to pick up Guptill early or Archer's out there Guptill has to go soon yeah um, Guptill I wouldn't say he's the sort of player you can be like that type of bowler he struggles with because he plays like such a binary game where it's like, he's all leaders yeah, yeah he's yeah, all leaders yeah. so he, I mean um, he's, he's a guy who's got like a double ton in ODI cricket yeah and he's a, plenty, of t- plenty of hundreds like he's a good player yeah but you need Kane Williamson at the crease as early as possible and going at him yeah because once he's in against the old ball it's so difficult to get him out. Yeah. Like, yeah, you don't want him to manipulate. Yeah, he's, he's a class act. And, and, and in ODI cricket, you'd rather have Kane Williamson coming in than playing against kind of uh, like Steve Smith. Like Steve, uh, no, sorry, the other way around. So you want him over Steve Smith. Like in the top kind of four batsmen that they were, kind of him, Root, Steve Smith and Coley. Kane Williamson's what? One or two in that? Yeah, uh, um, yeah I mean, I think... Coley, Williamson 
And then Smith and Root, I don't know. I mean, we'll go Root because he's English. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Steve Smith's technique is disgusting. <laughs> and there is absolutely no way he should be a uh, professional international cricketer. You know, and I'm, yet... <laughs> we could digress here for a second. I had an interview with uh, Steve Smith's old coach. And the reason Steve Smith has the technique he has is because this coach uh, had a different opinion on how to train young cricketers. And it was like, basically batsmen will have a thing they feel comfortable with. Like, if you just throw it like a kid, like, put them in pads and, and, like, get them on the bowling machine, there'll be a way they play. And if they can consistently strike the ball well doing that, then why train them out of that? Get them to be better at what they're doing. So, like, Steve Smith shuffling around, like, blocking the ball to mid-wicket is... It's, it's by design. Somebody has coached Steve Smith to do that to build on the young Steve Smith's... So you're saying the natural talent. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like in England, the what you do is like, oh, you've got a good eye. Like, now, <laughs> throw, all that, throw all of what you've been doing. <laughs> and read this MCC book. this is a front foot. Oh, that, yeah, that, yeah, that yeah. is exactly what happened to me. It was, it was only, only in the last couple of years I was going, I'm going to get rid of all that. Don't worry about it. I'm going to hit the ball. <laughs> yeah, no, that is, that's, that's why Steve Smith does what he does, if you're interested. Uh, anyway, back to New Zealand, England. Um, should we make some predictions now, and then we'll wrap up the pod? Yeah, so I've um, I've had a pretty or, poor so, yeah. yeah I've had a pretty poor um, kind of prediction so far to this World Cup. Please so, yeah, so, uh, <laughs> I think New Zealand are going to pip in. <laughs> um, Matt, uh, I think I'm going to get my holiday off to a brilliant start, and I'll be celebrating uh, an England qualification into the, the uh, into the fi- uh, final four with um, with an astounding win. Yeah, uh, Rob, England are going to crush it. Yeah, I think um, I think tie, tie. I think they're going to manufacture a tie. Ima- imagine, imagine if, <laughs> if just, uh, imagine Twitter if that happened. Yeah, no, just, no, just, no, like, the IPL was full of controversy, right? Yeah, the World Cup hasn't had like, that much controversy, other than the kind of idiocy going on behind. Well, the there scenes. was a really short boundary in the England India game. Yeah, well, that was a disgrace. So, <laughs> like, the, only, like, the World Cup, has been, I think, it's been on the whole really yeah, 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 good. Yeah. So I far. Think it's been a great yeah, but it's Cup. lacking a really controversial. Oh my one. god, it would be amazing like, if if they were just like, well, we go through. And you go through. Well, it's like the grounds were left a sprinkler on overnight and they couldn't play. Mortal <laughs> <laughs> pitch, boys. Yeah. Sorry. Um, okay. Yeah. And I guess the other thing is, um, obviously, the loser of England v New Zealand, uh, if we don't have the waterlogged pitch tie, uh, stands to potentially be eliminated by Pakistan or Bangladesh. Can you see a route to the final for one of those? Either of those. I think it needs England to lose. You um, think, yeah. yeah. There's, there's a little bit too, there's too much of a, a net run rate gap to overcome, I think, for, for, well, it would be Bangladesh to overtake New Zealand. So, like, but New Zealand's net run rate. would be India though, wouldn't they? And it's. Yeah, that's yeah, tough. Sort of but New Zealand's net run rate is 0.57. Well, easily. <laughs> Pakistan's net run rate is not, minus 0.79 and Bangladesh are on minus 0.13. Uh, so it's, it's a lot to overcome for Pakistan, not as much to overcome for Bangladesh, but they've got more to do. Yeah, um, I think the most likely route for either of them is England losing and Pakistan beating Bangladesh. I, th- I think uh, there's also a bit. So we touched upon it previously in the show that Bangladesh they have the capability of doing it. It's not now a situation where you're just like, oh, we need Zimbabwe to pick up a win against Australia. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a, it's a genuine possibility that Bangladesh could. I, I would have I would have Bangladesh as slight favourites. I think they played much much better cricket than Pakistan in this tournament. But, but then this thing. 
they've got nothing to lose. So they're, they're sitting there. No one expected them to go get to the semi-finals. No one expected them to have a chance of winning it. Yet here they are. They're playing gr- the right brand of cricket, if I want to go down the whole uh, ECB route of uh, Andrew Strauss comes in, Tom <laughs> Harrison goes in. It's all about the brand. Well, uh, got- Johnny Bairstow himself said it. We're playing, we might be losing, but we're playing a great brand of cricket. Well, not chasing 230 against Sri Lanka. They've got a plan. They've got a good pair of openers. They've got a good middle-order bat. They know what they're doing. And I think with that freedom of just going, look, if we win these two games, we've upset the apple cart here. And especially against what uh, India and Pakistan are rivals they play them all the time in kind of tri-series and all this kind of stuff so I think it's a huge opportunity yeah. for them no. uh, it would be really spectacular because I think if all of this does happen if Bangladesh win their two games then India may not make the semi-finals and then, and then what the ICC <laughs> do <laughs> introduce a playoff yeah. <laughs> anyway I think that's that's everything yep we'll wrap it up absolutely was 335 to win for India, and then came the near unbelievable part. Sunil Gavaskar batted through 60 overs and made 36 not out. I've never seen anything quite like it in a limited overs game before or since that day. It was almost as though they were having batting practice, either that or playing for a draw. England won the match by 202 runs. Uh, you can get in touch with us at the Cricket Pod on Twitter or Instagram, the Cricket Pod at Gmail. We would love to hear more stories. So we obviously had the Hayden Way um, on last week's show and the show before. If you've got any stories around, if you've been to any World Cup games and seen something miraculous, we'd like to know. No, I completely agree. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, have a lovely week, and we'll be back. Earlier this week, we're going to record another show after the England versus the great, New Zealand game. The Cricket Podcast Reaction Show. Um, <laughs> and hopefully our predictions are better than they were for the England Australia <laughs> game. Goodbye. The Cricket Podcast. I think it should never be permitted to happen again. That is very good.